0: Chapter 16 Questions The next thing I know I am confronted on multiple occasions by members of my staff questioning the significance of Olivia Hunter and why she mattered so much to me. I would made several of my most loyal aides aware that I was in love with her, and I also informed them that she was a werewolf but that there was nothing for anybody to be concerned about. However, people did not like the idea of me fraternising with or even fantasising about a werewolf. Because to some vampires werewolves were nothing more than mutts, which is their word to describe them, not mine. Some vampires even believed that all werewolves should be hunted down and killed one by one, once and for all. Of course I did not share those sentiments and I never had any problem with there being werewolves walking the earth and doing their thing just as we vampires do our thing. But some people close to me were not happy. And they tried everything to try and convince me to stop my advances towards Olivia, or there would be consequences. Essentially, what we vampires call a vendetta of vampires, which in simple terms translates to we are going to try and kill you because we think we know better than you and we want a go at leading the vampire race. Where have we heard that one before? And it was the memory of past experiences that led me to instantly recognise what was happening and what was going to happen next almost immediately. However, I did not believe that the rebel vampires who would attempt their coup against me would take advantage of Olivia's daughter, Melissa, and abduct her. I knew what I had to do, but I also knew that I wanted to be as close as I possibly could to Olivia for as long as I possibly could. And if my desire to be with Olivia meant that I might have to come up against other vampires who did not approve of my actions in the process, then that was what I was prepared to do. Because there is more to life than duty to one's people. Sometimes we all have to act selfishly in order to find true happiness, love and serenity. I did not know who the ringleader of this coup against me was until much later, but as time went on and as I advertised my affection for Olivia more openly, it became more and more apparent that the majority of my most trusted inner circle of aides and attaches were plotting against me, but that did not stop me from pursuing Olivia and continuing to monitor and follow her every move. It was my close surveillance of Olivia that led me to the hospital where she had been taken after a vampire who was one of my aides at the time who was a member of the group plotting to usurp me of my authority ran over Olivia while she was still in her wolf form and left her for dead after they had successfully coerced and kidnapped Olivia's daughter Melissa to go with them. When I met Olivia again and I pulled up beside her in my black Mercedes she was running away from the hospital where she had been taken after she had been found lying in the road, naked and seemingly lifeless. And when I pulled down my window I could see in Olivia's eyes that she was desperate to get away as soon as possible, which was probably why she did not say no to my offer of giving her a lift. When I met Olivia this time she was wearing the uniform of a nurse and she was upset and since I knew that she wasn't really a nurse, I concluded that something had happened to Olivia that she needed to run away from. I will never forget the car journey back to my home with Olivia, when I explained to her that I was in fact Vega, her favourite author. However, she was slightly reticent to believe me at first, but the more that we talked, the more she took me for my word. It also did not take as much convincing as I would have thought it might, for her to accept my offer to take her back to my home, my sanctuary, and the heart and soul of vampire society. I guess that at the time, Olivia believed that she had nowhere else that she wanted to be. After Olivia and I arrived at my home, she and I were absolutely entranced by one another, and after we ascended the grand staircase of my home to my bedchamber, where a giant four-poster bed awaited. It was not long before Olivia and I were making love to one another and falling even more in love with one another. From the moment that Olivia and I were entwined with one another physically, we were bonded to one another forever, and we each shared a part of one another's soul. Early the next morning, I was awoken suddenly by a feeling of unsettlement as if Olivia and I were being watched by someone through the cracked doors of my bedroom, and I immediately got out of bed to find out who was there, and I almost ran headfirst into my aide, Vanguard, who at the time was my most trusted advisor and assistant. Your Majesty, oh, I'm so sorry, I did not know that you were finished with with your house guest. How may I be of service? asked Vanguard with a smile. I do not require your services at the moment, Vanguard. However, I may need you to assist me soon enough. I will let you know when you are needed. Not before. Do you understand? I replied with a smile as I looked Vanguard straight in the eye. Perfectly, your majesty. I am, as always, forever at your beck and call, said Vanguard with a wide grin. I know you are, Vanguard. I know you are. Now, please. I require some privacy. Would you get in touch with Vash in Sydney, Australia for me? I wish to find out how things are going down under, I asked Vanguard with a smile, as calmly and as collectively as I could. As you wish, my king, replied Vanguard, as he took one last look at me and then took a glance through the open door to Olivia sleeping on the bed in the distance. And then he looked at me again and smiled. Vanguard then turned around and went to make the call to one of the regional attaches that was located in Australia, where, at that moment in time, it was the middle of the afternoon. Of course, I only asked Vanguard to make the call to get him away from my bedroom and away from Olivia, who I was beginning to fear was in great danger, because I knew from the moment that I looked into Vanguard's eyes that not only was he a member of the coup against me, but he was most likely its ringleader. It was the realization that Olivia was likely to be killed by the very vampires who I used to trust with my life that compelled me into making the decision to get her as far away from me as possible but without revealing to Olivia or anybody else what I knew was happening nor why I was doing what I knew I needed to do to ensure Olivia's safety I returned to my bedroom just after the dawn broke and the sun rose once again to herald a new day however I was reticent to return to Olivia's side because I knew that I had to do something that I did not want to do. Break her heart. Olivia and I began to talk sweetly to one another, but then I abruptly became upset by something that Olivia said, and I said things that I did not want to say. And then I ended up turning my back on Olivia and walking away from her. Then I sent Vanguard into my bedchamber to inform Olivia that she had to leave and that a suitable form of transport would be arranged to take her home. However, I only did so in order that I may observe Vanguard's interaction with Olivia, and even from where I was, I could feel the levels of contempt that Vanguard felt for Olivia, and it was then that all my suspicions were proved correct. I did not see Olivia leave my bedchamber but I did watch Olivia drive away in the black Mercedes that I had arranged to take her home in, and as I did I felt such an overwhelming sense of sorrow and regret for what I had done and for how I had made Olivia feel. I was also feeling an intense amount of anger over the discovery that I was being worked against and there was no doubt in my mind that Vanguard was planning and strategizing the coup to overthrow me from behind the scenes. The more that I observed and monitored the coming and goings of my aides and my staff, my most trusted confidants, I started to get a better understanding of who I was going to be fighting against. I knew that there would be casualties, and I knew that certain sacrifices might have to be made, but there was no way that I was going to allow Olivia to be physically hurt or killed by anyone, which was why I had decided to hurt her emotionally so that she would willingly want to run away from me. I could see all my fellow vampires moving as if they were the pieces of a game that were being strategically aligned across a vast board in order to eventually attack me at my most vulnerable, which was why I decided to subvert any and all expectations by going to Olivia's home so that I could talk to her and reveal to her who and what I really was. And that is exactly what I did. I arrived at Olivia's home, I was invited into her home, and then, while sitting across from one another at Olivia's kitchen table, I revealed to Olivia that not only was I Vega, the author of the Vampire Spirit series of books, but I was also Vega, the Vampire King. And all the while that Olivia and I were sitting across from one another, I knew that the members of the coup against me might well have followed me to Olivia's home and would soon arrive to confront me at the same time that they revealed who and what they were. What happened next? Well, as I predicted, the rebel vampires had followed me to Olivia's home. However, just before they broke into her house in an attempt to safeguard her life, I reached out with the psychic powers of my mind to put Olivia into a temporary sleep, and I gently lowered her to the floor of her kitchen. After they finally entered Olivia's home, I and the rebel vampires, of whom Val was a member, talked a little about vampire life, as well as other things. However, not long after, and in all honesty, not to my surprise, Vincent, Another member of the Rebel Vampires then revealed a piece of obsidian glass which he plunged into my chest and killing me instantly. Or so I led everybody in attendance to believe, including Olivia, who at the time was in her incorporeal wolf form, as well as I am certain in a state of complete and utter shock at what she had just witnessed. Just before the rebel vampires had broken into Olivia's home, I had successfully attempted to save Olivia's life by reaching out to her and essentially psychically shocking her out of her body. Which worked perfectly, because the next time I saw Olivia I saw her embodying the spirit of her wolf self as I approached her in my own spirit form. Olivia was shocked to see me in my spirit form as I seemingly miraculously walked out of the flames of the fire that had begun to engulf Olivia's house as a result of the rebel vampire's attempt to incinerate the body of both Olivia and I. After a few moments, I was successfully able to transfer my spirit form back into my body and I was able to free myself of the dark shard of glass protruding from my chest and then I used my newly honed psychic ability to restore Olivia back to her body and then. After Olivia and I shared a kiss as the flames of the fire grew around us, we left Olivia's house via the side entrance. Then we climbed into my Mercedes that was still parked outside, and Olivia and I went back to my home.